going on everybody this is your boy trav as you could tell not paul workman what paul's what? missing that's right paul's missing but uh hopefully we'll find him by next week yeah. but of course this is our thursday show acting direct where i'm not gonna say it the same as paul but we pretty much are covering oscar winners who have also directed and of course we're still on our george clooney kick yeah what film are we watching this week, Zach? We're watching Suburbicon. It's the nineteen. It's the nineteen fifties in a picture perfect neighborhood. Air quotes on the picture perfect because there's some nasty stuff going on all around. Uh, mega nasty. Mega nasty. Like some spankings uh-huh. in the basement <laughs> going on. <laughs> oh, uh. is this our first time seeing this movie, Suburbicon? It is mine. Mine too. Okay. Um, honestly, I've never even heard of this film or remember this film being a thing. Yeah, me either, which is weird considering, you know, I'm a big fan of the the Coen brothers and they uh, worked on the script. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, like you just said, you got Coen brothers who wrote it. George Clooney directed it. Matt Damon and and Julianne Moore star in it. You got Oscar Isaac. I know. Yeah. You know, Oscar Isaac's a name now, you know, Star Wars is already out. So right. it's 27. Very weird that I've really never even heard of this film. Yeah. I don't even remember seeing a commercial for it in an ad or trailer. No, not at all. But I mean, of course, it, you know, only made 12.8 million on a 25 million dollar yeah, budget. So it a mega bomb. Mega, mega, mega bomb. Um, um and again, coming out in that year is probably up against some steep competition. Yeah, I'm looking at it was not nominated for any Oscars or anything like that. Uh, it was nominated for the best thriller at the Saturn Awards. And that's just weird because I don't know if I call this like a. I guess it's a thriller. It's but... like a early two thousands thriller. <laughs> Makes me think of you know something along the lines of What Lies Beneath or something where, you, I don't know. It looks like one thing, but it's a little bit different. Yeah. What? So. So. One thing, it feels like a Cohen script. If somebody was trying to write a Cohen script, it doesn't yeah. necessarily feel as fleshed out and full as an actual Cohen script. Right. And um, I'm just going to jump into my feelings on the movie if you're cool with that. Oh, yeah, because uh, there's no Oscar breakdown. There's really nothing here to even talk yeah, about. You mentioned the box office. It, it was a bomb. Um, I think, you know, that the fault is largely with Clooney, unfortunately, because he's he's not directing the characters as the Coens probably would. You know, there's there's a lot of content in here that, that could be darkly comedic, especially with some of the, the poisonings and things, but <laughs> it's just, it's taken at face value and there's no kind of quirk or charm to some of the lines or some of the, the dark stuff that could be amusing yeah. in presentation. Yeah, I see that. We brought up the the. There's a little weird 
spanking scene that the kid walks in and see his dad spanking his aunt, <laughs> aka his new mom, like you just said. Yeah. The medicine where she's crushing up whatever, you know, sleeping pills or Advil, I don't know, you know, whatever she's right. crushing up with the pinwheel. Um, all these could be funny moments, like you said. And just the way that it's directed and acted, it's not. It's not funny at all. Yeah. So yeah, weird decisions. I do think this might be one of the better filmed Clooney movies out of the ones we've watched. Um, the, yeah, it's really good lighting. I, yeah, I liked Matt Damon a lot more in this than I did Monuments Men. Hmm. Julian Moore is absolutely the star in this film. She's incredible for yeah. me personally. Um, and I don't understand the point of the other plot line with the black family. Yeah. And it, it's too convoluted. It has nothing to do with, like, there's never really any tie in. I don't get that. Why that was just completely unnecessary and didn't need to be there. Yeah, it's. Um, I think this is again something we've talked about with Clooney having a hard time uh, with having too many uh, storylines or too many plot lines going on. And I know um, it's, it was based on a real family, and there was a script that was written for that, and then there was the Cohen brothers script, and then they meshed them together and. Like you said, why why they do that? I don't know. Make if you're gonna make one movie or the other, yeah, they, they don't need to try to fuse together because you're discrediting and devaluing both. Well, um, I wonder if that storyline of the family moving into the all white neighborhood and experiencing those things, if that's what that Amazon show them was based on, maybe that mm, family. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Show. I haven't watched. I've I've seen previews for it, but I haven't watched it. But very similar storylines here, so yeah. I don't know if that's the same family. The that their name this was is loosely based off of the Myers in real life, the Mayers in the movie. So they didn't do a whole lot to try to change the name, but um, yeah. But I think it's also handled in a really heavy handy way, a heavy handed way too. It's there's no subtlety really in much that's going on here. Yeah, and I mean Oscar Isaac's really in the last. 15 20 minutes of the film mm. and that's just pretty much his role and i thought he was good yeah he was good <laughs> him um <laughs> I'm how did he die i'm trying to remember the, the lie in his tea did like burn yes. him and then okay it, it was the it was so weird seeing yeah. him like die like <laughs> that ah! <laughs> that, yeah. that was somewhat Darkly yeah, that was somewhat funny, but it could have been funnier. Yeah. I feel like I was laughing when I shouldn't be laughing. Right, right. So <laughs> I was confused to, on if I should laugh or not. Had to finish him off in the streets with the blow to the head. Yeah, uh. but yeah, this movie's a mess. That you know me, I normally I never say this. I'm stealing a line from you and Paul, but this movie could have used another thirty minutes, and maybe that would have cleaned up some of the problems in the script mm -hmm. i really feel like their script got cut or maybe just not even their script but stuff they filmed mm -hmm. got cut just because it just seems a mess a little bit. yeah, it's, yeah. Me it's messy yeah i think you know probably to my uh it's another one of those films where like i had no interest in it before because i didn't know it exists and watching it because of the podcast but it's not i don't know i'm not big into thrillers or or well, I, this type of thriller, it's kind of a straightforward, um, you know, the plot revolves around, you know, 
insurance money and hired kill and then after that it's like just waiting for the uh you know the eventual conflict to happen um so i don't know if i would have sought it out if not for the podcast and i i didn't hate it but wasn't really doing a lot for me either yeah i agree um yeah not the not the worst movie i've ever seen but it's definitely something i don't think i would necessarily say hey you should watch this and it's probably a movie i'll never visit again yeah so yeah that's it's kind of where it stays from me yeah i'm looking at my notes here really um i it's funny i had the same you know you said it looks good i had lighting is good you said the dual narratives are weird i have dual narratives don't blend um so i mean we're having the same kind of issues yeah with why it what holds it back I think there's stuff here like this could be a good film. Mm-hmm. They just uh I again I just hold on. How many Clooney films does this make? One, two, three, four, five. This is his sixth film that he's directed. He, one that he's finally not in. Mm-hmm. Um but the man's acted at this point a hundred, a hundred and fifty films leading up to this. So I just I think at this point George Clooney is just not a good director. I just don't think that's his calling card. Um, I'm not going to say don't direct any more movies because who am I? Right. But as a director, he he literally he just does nothing for me. Yeah, yeah. I I gotta say, you know, mm, well, do we have anything else before we jump into our you know little worsty judgments? No, no. You ready to jump in? I'm ready. So Zachary, yes, Zachary Banks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Worsty judgment time. What is this the worst? What 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 do we ask? Where do you have this ranked on your Clooney? On your on your Clooney's. On my Clooney's. Clooney acting direct rankings. So I I gave it two and a half stars, which is sounds a little harsh. I don't think so. Same same rating I gave Leatherheads, but I'm going to put it just above Leatherheads because I I think there was more to enjoy here (laughs) than there was in Leatherheads. Mm -hmm. Um. So I've got it my second worst but not the worst. Okay. What about you? Yeah, I gave I gave this three stars. Um, maybe I was being a little too generous, but I feel like Julianne you giving Moore it a two great. and a half and me giving it a three is pretty much even in how we rank things anyway, so it's kind of the same ranking. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this, this is nowhere near as bad as Leatherheads. I think I like this a little bit more than Monuments Men, and maybe I'm just... I don't think Monuments Men had a performance as good as Julian Moore, That's and true. I enjoy Matt Damon more in this film yeah. than I did in Monuments Men. So I give it the slight edge over Monuments Men, but I don't necessarily think it's a better movie. Yeah, good points. So, and, and interesting to see what uh, you know, we'll spend a couple minutes next week thinking what Paul has think cuz he has not watched this movie yet. So yeah. we literally have no idea what he thought of it. Um so yeah, next week we'll find out. Yeah, sounds good. So since Paul ain't here, we're gonna do things our way. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna start it right off the bat with uh, Zach. What are we watching next week? Next week we're watching the Netflix film, Netflix exclusive, The Midnight Sky. Ooh. That's where you can watch it. And I, hey, that's where I'll be watching it. Yep, me too. And um, so we're gonna wrap this thing up, Zach. Where are they going to find you on them socials? Find me on Critiker, Zach Master, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R, TikTok at House Havoc, and search by name on Letterboxd. And, you know, you can find the Oscar Worsty Podcast on Facebook, 
Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Twitter and Instagram is mm-hmm. Oscar Worsty Pod. Like that. Where can they find you, Trav? Yeah, well, before they can find me, you can find our boy Paul Workman at Two Shark Dressed Men on the TikTok. <laughs> you can also find him on the Twitter and Letterbox at Father of the Fair. But you can find me on Instagram at CK Audio. I'm also on the Twitter. Letterbox and the TikToks at T-R-A-V-I-O-S-C-K and you can listen to me every Tuesday on the Love and Ella Benjamin Banks podcast. That's it. Yeah. We're out yeah. of here. Thank you. Yeah. There's a lot of thank yous that we... I don't uh, remember all the thank yous. I'll, I'll, I'll remember uh, Jay and Megan Bellevue for the art. For the and, art. Chad Ra- and Chad Ramsey, Chad Ramsey for the song. For our most excellent theme. Yes. So, yeah. for Zach Trav and the Cohen brothers because yeah. I feel like they watched this film and they said that is not what we wrote <laughs> probably <laughs> they would all like for you to have